you by P4P Muscle Productions and Entertainment, the number one drug-free athlete sponsorship foundation in the world. Now, I want you to grab a friend, turn the volume up a bit, lean in, and listen to the show where all the athletes want to talk. Fit Talk with Melinda Corsino. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to, into Fit Talk with Melinda. Tonight, we are going to do a show titled The Judges Show. Before we get into that, as always, this show is brought to you by P4P Muscle, the number one drug-free sponsorship in the world. If you are interested in learning more about them or the drug-free lifestyle, feel free to check them out at www.p4p.com. You can always use my code Melinda, M-E-L-I-N-D-A, for 15% off any of their products. Let's get right into it tonight. We have a packed show. You know I like to try to keep my shows to 30 minutes. I'm not sure that's going to happen tonight with this topic and the people I have on. Uh, doing so many shows at this point, especially in regards to bodybuilding, whether I have brought on competitors, <clears throat> tanning companies, makeup artists, just a slew of different shows that I've done. And I think it's worthwhile to now do a show with judges and get their side of things, because as we know, uh, we can all be highly affected about how we place in shows. If we do well, as we were talking about before we went live, if we do well, the judges are amazing. If we don't do well, sometimes we, we think the judges suck. So I want to bring them on so they can kind of explain the criteria. Uh, this is all going to be in regards to natural bodybuilding, as always. So tonight I have on the owner of the WMBF, Nancy Andrews. I also have judges and competitors, Vic Kazupi and Kristen Fonseca, I think I pronounced that one right, and I'm going to have them quickly introduce themselves, and then we will get right into the questions and see what we have up for for the night. So I'm going to have Nancy Andrews take it away and quickly introduce herself. All right. Well, thank you, Melinda. Thank you for having me on. Also, thank you for P4P for making it possible that we can have this show and have Um, an opportunity to share information with others interested in natural bodybuilding. So it's a sport I've been involved in for over 20 years as a competitor, uh, promoter, and also a judge. So there's a lot of uh, people that don't know a lot about judging. I'm stunned when I do seminars and a pro shows up that's been competing for 10 years and they don't even know the rules that they're being scored by. So it's a topic that you would think – People would put a little more effort into learning about, but not always the case. So I'm hoping, you know, through the through your show that we're going to be able to educate some people on what actually happens at the judges' table. And um, I've been fortunate to work with Kristen and Vic, both as judges, um, and we've done a lot of training together. So I know they're going to have good input for you, too. Yes. Absolutely. I'm excited to get into this. Uh, Vic, why don't I have you go next? All right. Hey, everybody. Uh, Melinda, thanks for having us. Really excited to be on the show today. Um, So my name is Vic Kazupi, WMBF Pro. Uh, Pretty much been involved in this my whole life. Uh, I come from a a family of bodybuilders. My dad was a natural competitor um, pretty much his whole life and his teens beyond. so I've kind of followed in his footsteps, um, competed since I was 19 years old, got uh, got that pro card in my 20s, and uh, 
just had fun, have had some fun competing and judging and helping expedite and just trying to be at as many shows as I can just uh, in the New England area um, that, you know, my time and my family allows. So, uh, yeah, been in, been involved for a little while, and I, I think Nancy can attest to that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And of course, I remember I Vic as a little judge. kid. I judged with his yeah. dad years ago, so it's all kind of come full circle with Vic. His um, his dad was one of the first ones that wanted me to get involved with the judging, so it it was awesome to be able to see him come through, help him, teach him about the judging, and uh, he had the the good eye from being around his dad for so long. Yeah. yeah. And, of course, I can say, you know, I like Vic as a judge because I think when I won a pro first pro bikini show, Vic was one of the judges. So, you know, mm-hmm. of course, of course I like him. might you know. be partial. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. So, um, no. Kristen, why don't you introduce yourself? Sure. Thanks, Melinda. My name is Kristen Fonseca, and I have been a bodybuilding enthusiast since 1985. I started training, and I always wanted to compete, but I didn't actually start competing until 2009, Um, and I've been competing every season since then. Um, I didn't start competing until I was 42, so all I really needed to do was uncover some muscle, mature muscle that I had, finally got the diet right, and finally understood what it took to actually train um, to compete for a show. And once I did, I was hooked. Um, After my second show, my second show was with Nancy. I met Nancy and um, started educating myself then with her classes and started taking her judging seminars right from the first year. I think I did in 2010. I took my first judging seminar just to learn more about what it was all about. And it was great to do because then I had a better understanding of what was happening as a competitor. Um, And now I think this is my fourth season, third or fourth season judging for Nancy and also still actively competing. So it's full circle for me. And when I'm up there as a competitor, I, I, I know what they're looking at and I know I, it, it comes together and I have a full understanding and that's what makes it great because then I can better process my own results that way. Um, cause I pretty much can, can figure out what's happening as it's going along. And, um, I just, I love the sport and it has changed my life for the better. And, um, I still hope to do it for many years to come. Awesome. Well, thank you all again for being on. I know we're all all have busy schedules and school has started, but I appreciate you taking up the time. And uh, let's just get right into it. Let's start with a general overview. And I know this is going to be hard because we don't want to dive into each individual class that you are going to be judging. But if and it's probably a Nancy question, if you could provide a, a like a general overview of what you are judging when a competitor is on the stage mm-hmm. without diving too far into like bikini bodybuilding, et cetera. Like right. What are, what are you looking for yeah. overall? So, so a couple just general principles in judging that, that people need to understand before they step on stage or, or is important that not everybody, people are surprised when I tell them this, the scoring is done by a rank system. It's not a score like I prior to 
bodybuilding judging. I judged gymnastics for years, and everything had values, and you had numbers, and you calculated a score. And bodybuilding and, and all the physique categories, it doesn't matter which category it is, it's a rank. So it's how you compare to who else is on stage, which can change week to week, class to class. So you're ranked against the other people in your category. So if there's 10 people, everybody gets a unique score from 1 to 10, and we're not allowed to tie. So you have to break that each individual judge will break a tie. In our shows, we have seven scoring judges minimum, and we drop the high and the low score. So any skew that may happen or somebody that's a little off or someone who sees something different than the panel, more than likely you're throwing their score away anyway and you count the five scores that are left. So from a number standpoint, that's how the score is calculated, and we come up with a score. Each individual judge scores independently, and they rank. And one thing I always stress to the judges is that we don't have to agree. We're not going to talk about it. We're not going to try to influence others with their score. We want independent scoring, and the numbers will work themselves out. And that's important because people very often have a misconception that we have a powwow session and we decide who's going to win, and it's not that way at all. I think that that's yeah, and, an important thing that, that Nancy brought up before Vic goes is um, yeah. that you're not you're scored against who else is on stage. So mm-hmm. when people might say, I, well, I can't believe that she won. You know, she she didn't even look that good. Well, you're being compared to who else is on stage that day, not how good someone thinks you specifically look overall, I guess is what you're saying. So if, well, if you have a great class of competitors, you know, versus having people so, that might be newer to bodybuilding, you know what I mean? Right. Well, what I'll say, uh, what will probably make a little more sense what, why that's important is that there are a couple judgments that I could talk about shows that I was at where somebody won and everybody was like, I can't believe that person won. And there have been cases where somebody wins with all second place scores because they had consistent scoring. So an example would be if you're in a class and the judges don't agree on first and the judges pick three different people for first, which you could very often in bikini, it can happen um, because we may not agree on who's first. So if first place gets split, whoever has the most seconds is going to win. It's mm-hmm. a numbers game. It's just that's how it comes out. So there, were, there was one, a couple judgments where people were like, I can't believe they won. How did they win? Well, they had all seconds, and nobody saw the person as first, and they still won because their total score was the lowest because first place got split between so many people. Interesting. So Vic, I think I cut you off. <laughs> no, no worries. Uh, I was just gonna, I was just gonna add a little bit. You know, uh, that's a good class. If if you're getting judges that, you know, you're scoring between, you know, one and three could go any way. I mean, th- that's a really good class. So, something to be proud of being on stage. You know, being involved in that, um, and also, you know, j- just as a judge, um, we like the challenge. I, I, I would say, um, and you know, like, like Nancy said, um, you know, ne- not once ever 
ever. Everyone talks about, you always see people complain about politics, politics. I can promise you I have never been approached by someone in my life during judging or before a show, after a show, like, oh, so-and-so is going to be in this show. You really got Never. So it's, if, if people really knew what was going on behind the scenes, um, it, wouldn't even be, it wouldn't even be considered. I, I couldn't even imagine anybody coming up to a judge, a promoter, or saying, you know, you really need to think about this person or that person. So uh, it's amazing to me how many people are so misinformed or just mm-hmm. outright delusional as to what they think go, really goes on. <laughs> So, plus, when you got 100-plus people on stage, you know, 150, when you when you got that many people on stage, I'm not going to be remembering who, what, where, where am I supposed to put them? What do you mean? So, there's too much going on to worry about placing one person higher than everybody else, if you will, you know? And, and we, also have, we also have specific categories, criteria for each category. So, there's always a misconception that people, I, I will hear people say, um, well, it wasn't what the judges were looking for this time, or I don't know what the judges were looking for this time. <laughs> well, in each category, we are specifically, we have a set criteria that we're looking for every time. So that that's a big misconception. Um, they People think that there's like a kind of like a style of what we're going for, and, and that's just totally not true. And And the criteria is, specifically stated on the WMBF website for everyone to read before they choose the category that they're going to compete in. Yeah. I have a and question. It's a pretty rigid um, criteria. Yeah, Vic, I before I lose yeah. my thought, my question Go for, it. for for anyone in regards to politics, what happens when, and I'm not saying specifically WMBF, I'm saying like in general, natural bodybuilding, when you have someone sitting on the judges panel that has athletes in the show or has people in the company that in then is on the judging panel, how do you, I'm not saying that that person would be involved in politics, but could you see where it might be misconstrued that if their athletes are continuously winning, even if they're the best up there, that people could think that there's politics involved? Yeah, I mean, um, this is totally, a, I think, a Nancy question for sure. Hmm, uh, but yeah. I've seen judges excuse themselves, or I've seen other, okay. we've had extra judges to take place. But yeah. take it away, Nancy. <laughs> At most of my events, I do have two. I usually have nine on hand. Um, and, you know, we count the seven. Um, with people, with judges, with conflicts, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a stickler on that. Like, if, if they're training anyone or involved with anyone, they need to tell me that before I'm going to have them judge, and they're coming off that class for sure. Our head judges don't score normally, but I can have mm-hmm. them score if I have to. And yep. we've done that before where the head judge, will, you know, if, if I don't have an alternate, I don't have somebody. And at my shows, they're bigger, so we usually do. We usually go with the nine judges so that we have bathroom breaks they can take without stopping the show. You know, we've mm-hmm. done a lot of things to make it um, – that we don't have bog downs and slow downs because it's a long day. Um, so the last, you know, so we'll have the two extra judges that step in when someone needs to go to the bathroom and step in when we have a conflict. But there are shows that are known um, that have some of that going on where where uh, a judge 
has a number of people in the show. And I can see I competed myself, and I wouldn't want to compete that way. I wouldn't want my competitor's trainer judging them, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. nobody would want that. (laughs) So I try to be very, very sensitive to that because I know that competitors work really hard, and they're putting a lot of time and effort and energy into preparing to compete and all the sacrifices you make. You don't want it coming down to one vote, and it's and the one vote that's left is the trainer of the person you're going against. So, <laughs> so by just being up front with them that that's not cool, we don't allow it, we don't want it, it's not good for the trainer either because they lose credibility. And I, you know, yeah. I've had conversations with many of them that have said, oh, but I can be fair. I can, you know, I I would never do that. Uh, And I just say, I don't even want to put you in that position. We don't even want to go there. So to avoid it, you just don't, don't set them up. Uh, I'd like to add a little bit um, to it. Yeah. Um, You know, with, with social media, it's almost impossible not to know a lot of people. It's a tight-knit community. There are a lot of competitors. There are a lot of similar faces that you see, a lot of repetitive faces that you see. Um, So you're seeing people that you know, like kind of at an outreach, you know, like you're friends with on Facebook or whatever. Uh, It's almost impossible to avoid that at this point. Um, And to be 100% honest, like when I judged you, Melinda, um, when I see somebody that I know, I almost set the bar a little higher. <laughs> so it's like I almost look at someone, I'm like, I've seen this person a lot. I've seen them better, you know, like, and wh- whether or not that's a good thing or, or not, maybe don't be friends with me on Facebook then, but my expectation is going to be a little tougher on someone I might know because I know that I want to be as honest and down the middle as possible. No one could ever point the finger at me. Because I'm I'm comfortable with well you know something I judge them pretty tough <laughs> yeah so uh, also I'd like to add too um, as far as being a competitor and a judge at the same time um, for example I can't judge pro women's bodybuilding and I can't judge fit body yes. uh, pro fit body because I am actively competing. Um, as a pro woman bodybuilder and have competed before as fit body and just in case I ever wanted to do fit body again until I completely retire, I'm not allowed to judge either one of those categories because that's kind of a conflict of interest for me to mm-hmm. compete in a show. And then a, a week or two later, sit on another pa- panel and I'm judging competitors that maybe I was in the line with. That, you know, that's not cool either. So we recuse ourselves from that, and that's why there's extra judges there too. Yeah. Um, so whenever there's a pro portion of the show, pro women, pro figure, pro, excuse me, pro figure I can judge, but I can't judge pro bodybuilding or pro fit body until and, I'm and that, Melinda, that's a, um That's a WMBF, IMBF rule. The other federations I don't believe do that. They allow – people who are pros to judge their peers. And I think that's a great rule because I didn't know that rule. So that's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Personally, um, I think it's a great rule because I sit back and look at some of these bodybuilders 
And I'm like, oh, my goodness, how are you going to judge this lineup, these pro lineups? So sometimes you're just happy to be recused from your, uh, yeah, I can't do it. You know, I'll, I'll judge what I can judge, but uh, keep me out of pro bodybuilding. They can try to figure this one out. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So uh, kind of going on, well, we're kind of already talking about, we're talking about judging different classes. So going on with that thought, what happens, and I'll use figure in bikini because I feel like this one blows up on social media all the time. When you have someone who just has like a phenomenal physique, you can't even deny how amazing they look, but they're competing probably in the wrong class. How do you guys handle that as judges? Whereas you, you hate not to place them because they look so phenomenal, but they're not really fitting the criteria of that specific class that they're competing in. And I just use figure bikini as a, yep. because um, just because I've you, competed in both. So, yes. So I can answer this one. I, I have to answer this one quite a bit. Yeah. Um, so the problem with that person that falls outside what we consider the range for that category, whether it's muscularity or condition, you still have to score what they do. So you still have to score them from the standpoint of, okay, so say we're scoring beauty and presentation. You still have to score them and rank them. You can't just say, okay, they're outside the category. I'm going to put them last Mm -hmm. because they still are doing the parts of the scoring. So if you feel that they still score in that area, and what very often happens is that somebody who may be out of the range may still be the most symmetrical person up there. They may be the best prepared. They may have the best walk. They may have the best posing. So you still have to score those components, and then you get to the part muscularity and condition. Or, you know, with figure, you're going to say the muscularity and condition part, and you're going to score them down there. So what I always say to judges that you have to keep in mind, does their level of muscularity and condition bother you more than the fatness of another person in the category that maybe is better, you know, we're talking in figure, somebody who maybe should be, that's not lean enough. Is, is the leaner, more muscular person bothering you more than the person that maybe looks like a bikini competitor that's in figure? So that's where you kind of have to decide what you're going to do with this person. And different people handle it differently, but if you score the other components of the scoring and the person is still in the running, even scoring them down out of the top five, they could still end up being in the top five. Mm-hmm. And they could still end up winning because if they were, if say, for example, someone was had a little bit high on the muscularity end of bikini, for example, maybe they, to the eye, they look the hardest in the line or the leanest in the line, yet, they're beautiful, so they have the beauty and presence. You put them number one. Um, their walk was great. And then they, their posing was superior to others in the line. And you put them number one for all of that. Their symmetry was the best. So maybe there was someone that fit the criteria better for muscularity and conditioning, and you gave the person that you had in number one position, number two, because you put that other person for number one, it's still a numbers game in the end. And then that person can possibly win. And that's when I've seen it happen and people are upset about it, but 
That's why. And it happens on the amateur level for crossovers all the time. And and then yeah. people talk about blurred lines. But in reality, what happens is the best person in each category can can win more than one category because the mm-hmm. other people in the line don't compare. So that's why they won, even though maybe their physique it lends itself more to one of the categories. Like, say, if someone was a hard bikini competitor, maybe their physique would lend itself more to figure, but they were able to win both because they just so happened to be best in each line. Yeah, that's. I, I think that's. A we, great see point, in, we see it. We see it on the amateur level all the time, and then, and then, yeah. and and I can understand that people are disappointed, and they 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 ask, well, what is, what, how can that happen? Well, that's how it happens. You know, mm-hmm. the the, the p- person with the superior physique won. Right. Mm-hmm. The other thing too that that I um, wanted to point out, Melinda, is that. Um, when we have our judges meeting before the the show, sometimes I do it on a computer with a program that I have that shows pictures and has a lot of information. We have some videos and so forth. But um, we will talk about the range. And at many amateur shows, somebody may be the most muscular and the hardest, but they're still within the range that we consider for that category because our range is set by pros, not by amateurs. So the range doesn't go down as the level goes down. So if if you get someone that enters a novice show and they are as muscular as Melinda Corsino in the bikini, and we're like, where did this freak come from, right? But you're within the limits of the pro. If for a pro, you would be fine. So we wouldn't score them down even though it's a novice event. The standard stays the same. And I always remind the judges that the limits for the category take precedent over who's there. Because you can just Mm -hmm. get someone that's really good, that's way ahead of the game, that's entering first time, and they're way beyond what you would expect for a novice figure competitor. They shouldn't be scored down just because they look different than the rest of the class. And I think that not everybody has a good idea of what that upper limit looks like or what the lower limit on the lower yeah. side. People don't, you hear more complaints about the upper side, and I can argue just as much on the lower side. There's people in figure on the lower end that have done pretty well. It just depends who's there. So it's not like the lower end always loses. It doesn't. Sometimes the lower end wins. It depends who's there and how the other things fall into place. Very interesting. See, I'm learning a lot mm. here. That's why, and it's good because I feel <laughs> well, like... Well, I have a judges seminar judges. this weekend. And Northbro, if you'd like to come, we can get you judging. <laughs> get you yeah. to our process to be... Weekend. Yeah. I have a photo so, shoot this weekend. <laughs> oh, boy. Which well, I haven't oh, done boy. since I've competed. But well, I'm no, sure you'll look fantastic. I've seen your pictures. Yeah, you look like you're staying right, right with it. Um, I I did want to mention, too, with the judges' education, that the way that we train judges, um, we start with the seminar that we have, you know, someone who's interested will come and they'll take the seminar. Some people take the seminar multiple times before they even test judge, just to get a better feel for the information so that they know it. Um, And then we require them to test judge at least twice, and one of the two shows needs to be a bigger show. So, we're, you know, if somebody goes to test judge at one of our smaller events, 
that's not good enough because until you've been under the gun with 12 people standing up there or 15 people and really having to grind it out, um, you need that experience before you do real judging. So we try to do a lot of training with the judges. We'll meet with them after to go over the scores to let them know how they compare to the panel, if we can see any consistent pattern of maybe, you know, they are looking at something that we're not. We try to talk about that and um, make sure that they understand the criteria and how to do the scoring. And I, I want to encourage, too, um, the biggest uh, the eye-opening thing for me, Nance, was um, actually when I did go to a judging seminar and did test judge. As a competitor, it was major to sit there and just get a feel for um, what judges are looking for and what I lack in. You know, I, I remember my first time test judging. I was just watching. I was like, wow, this is tough. Um, and, and I remember just seeing things like, you know, hey, I, I should hit my lat spread like that guy. He, you know, he's hitting it really well. Um, this guy's not holding his glutes. Oh, do I hold my glutes when I turn to the curtain? Um, you know, this guy, if he fell into his mm-hmm. toes a little more in his, in his side shots, um, right. would pop his hamstrings. Well, I should do that. So as a, as a, that was the biggest eye-opener for me personally, was actually going, sitting down at a show and trying to judge it. Um, you know, I'd never again after that complain about judging. Um, I'd never let my dad complain about judging either. He's like that <laughs> irate, uh, you know, father in the stands afterwards. I'm like, Dad, I'm 25. You're embarrassing me. <laughs> Leave the judges alone. But, um, yeah, I totally encourage it. Just as a competitor, um, it's it's a great thing for people to do. Yeah, and one other thing, Melinda, that um, Vic yeah. brought up, uh, made me think of this was at the end of the show – um, the judges are always there. That's the best time to get information out of them because it's fresh. They have all the paperwork. They have everything they need that they can talk to you about things that you may have questions. And that's that's. And some people say, "Oh, well, I don't want, you know, I don't want to seem like I'm pushy." That's not being pushy. That's your right as a competitor to get the information. Two weeks later, to start emailing all the judges, that's not a good time to get information. They have already done their whole day. And at that point, I would say the feedback from the judges was your score, the scores they gave you. That's the feedback because we were having cases of people emailing us, you know, a month after a show, uh, hi, number 65 in the Monster Mash, what would you think? Yeah. Yeah, novice division, uh, open, grandmasters, I was bikini, I was fit body. Yeah, that (laughs) Maybe throw a yeah, picture was, or two was, so we can try to figure it out. Yeah, no, that was definitely a question that I was going to ask you guys. So um, from a competitor's standpoint, you are suggesting if someone's competing, um, at least in the WMBF, because I'm not sure how other organizations run things, but you would suggest that if someone has questions to approach at the appropriate time after a yeah. show and not to me- not to message later. Yeah, at the end of the yeah. show, go down. While it's fresh, they're all there. They're all right there, and they've just finished judging. It's the best time to get information. And, you know, the, the feedback from the judges is feedback on what you did on stage and why you have the score that you have. 
um, they are not going to be doing a, a physique evaluation. And, and for that, there's so many great t- trainers. We're lucky in, in the Northeast and in New England to have so many great, great professionals in the industry that can really do a full assessment, which takes hours. It's not something that a judge that's been sitting for 12 hours um, should be expected to do. And and I think that there is a little misconception there that some competitors feel like because they competed that the judges need to do this whole physique evaluation. And that's something that really a professional in the industry can do. And they'll they'll get great information, they'll get a plan, and they can improve on what they just did. Yeah, and I think along with that too, um, as a competitor, think of the questions you're going to ask. You're going to go down and ask either why did I place where I placed or you're going to ask what can I do to get better. Um, and anytime someone comes down to me with a question, that's what I want to distinguish first is well, what do you want to know? Because I'm either going to compare you to what was up there or I'm going to tell you what you can do better next show, next time you compete. Um, and personally, my favorite type of feedback was the feedback that would pertain to when I was going to compete next, if it was a month or whatever. Uh, I, I, I hated when I was told, uh, oh, you, you need bigger legs. Yeah, I, I know. I know I need bigger legs. But, you know, from <laughs> now to, to next month, I'm not going to get bigger legs. What, what can I do better for the next show? So. <laughs> no, and sometimes makes- it isn't even necessarily something in your own physique that's lacking. Mm-hmm. It's just that someone else's physique had a more complete overall look. Yes. So, you know, people say that, well, what can that, because people will say, well, what could I have done? Nothing. Sometimes it's nothing. There's nothing that you could have done that day to be better. It just so happens that that's where you fell in that particular line. Right. That's a great point. The the couple of things that always are things that that someone should look at, too, is their suit and their tan, because those are two things you have total control of. Do yourself a favor. Use the spray tanner for the event. They're there. They'll make sure your tan looks good. Your color will be perfect. You will have. And the second thing is the suit. Don't you know? Uh, it's, it seems like quite a few people now maybe are buying used suits. They they don't have their own suit, and uh, it's the amount of sparkles and crystals is way less important than how it fits. So I would rather see a plainer suit that fits really well, because um, some of the suits make the person's physique look worse. Some of the tans make the physique look worse. So those are the two things you look at right away. Make sure you have your tan lined up. Make sure you have a suit that fits. <laughs> and I think yeah, you covered you that in control. one of your shows yeah. already, Melinda. Oh, I had Mary Beth on. Yeah. yeah I had and Mary the Beth suits, on, and we did a whole tanning, tanning show. Yep. 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 And that's and a great uh, topic, and she's a good person to have. Oh, yeah. Also, she was excellent. We had fun. <laughs> The posing, too, is, is so important. There's nothing more frustrating than, than seeing someone that is clearly has a phenomenal physique, but they're not posing it properly. Great and if, point, And, and you, you can only judge what you are seeing on the stage, not the potential of what they could have looked like if they posed correctly. So posing is so important. Yeah, 
Um, what do you guys feel as judges, things that we haven't touched on that are biggest struggles for you or things that you you see in social media posts that bother you the most and, you know, give a reaction to it so that maybe someone listening in <laughs> might be thinking of that question. We, we might have a separate show. Pick one. <laughs> Try to either pick one because we might be here all night. But, I mean, just me as a competitor, <laughs> listening to what you guys are saying is very important. I haven't competed in a while, but – there has been times where I've felt certain ways. It's not towards this specific judge or anything. It's just maybe I wasn't realizing what, what the judges were seeing or I was frustrated. So just for me, listening into what you guys are saying has been very helpful. So I'm sure mm-hmm. there's other people out there that, that it might be helping them too. So just anything that you've seen and then react to it. Try to pick a big one. <laughs> well, if you know a big one and you just tell me, I can tell you. <laughs> I, I don't mind. Well, we touched on the politics. The politics was a big one. Um, having someone oh. sitting on the um, judging panel. Well, you know what's another interesting one? I'll tell yeah. you, and this is kind of I. I always. Um, uh, I, I've had a few shows where we've had some people that I can see visually during the awards that okay, all right, this person is definitely going to be waiting for me at the end of the night <laughs> and you know what? it's fine I mean I can I understand that they're competitors they put their heart and soul into this and they're disappointed but very often with a lot of those people when you ask them where they think they should have placed or you ask their trainer or spouse or the other person that's getting them all riled up where should they have placed very often it's one place different than they came out. Mm-hmm. And that's a tough one. Yeah. Like for me, you know, I, I've had people complain. Uh, I'll give you an example. Someone that came in sixth and they complained about how they got screwed. They didn't get looked at. We didn't do this. We didn't do that. All these things that we didn't do. And the head judge at this particular show Spent, it, it wasn't a huge show. It wasn't a uh, one that we were having. Some of my shows that are bigger, we don't have the extra call-outs. This show, we had planned extra call-outs. We're going to do a lot of extra call-outs, give everybody a chance, you know, really mix it up. So I thought we had done a fantastic job that way, and I got the, you know, this person got screwed. And so when I asked the coach, well, where do you think she should have placed? Well, fifth. All right, so we're talking about <laughs> one placement. This, and I know right. one placement is a big deal. I'm not trying to belittle it, but to say to accuse judges of screwing somebody, and their placement is one place different than what their loved one or somebody that they've paid to work with them thinks they should have placed, is that really a screwing? Yeah. Yeah, that's, they need um, to go into it knowing it's subjective as well, which is tough because what I mean, anyone that's watching you is going to be partial no, to you. No, right. But what I'm what my point is more, more if there's 12 people in the class and you were right. six and your loved one and trainer and people that you're paying for you to be there say, well, they should have been fifth. They should have beat the person yeah. in fifth. Okay, so one place. So that then. could be a matter yeah. of one judge going the other way mm-hmm. three of them could have gone that way and four of them right. went the other way so it's not like to me that's that's not that's emotions and you know i understand it and i accept that it's going to happen but i hope that people 
at some point take a step back and go, you know what? It, it was a difference of opinion, not a screwing. I didn't get screwed. Because screwing to me is that you should have won and you got fifth, or you should have won right. and you didn't place. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I, th- I think with that, you brought out, Nancy, you're bringing your loved ones with you. Um, I am huge on your reaction to your placing will be the people you're with, their reaction. So even if you do, even if you are upset, <laughs> you're, if you come out of it and you're like, I can't believe this, I hate this, people around you are going to be like, well, why are you even doing this? You just dedicated right. how much time to this? And now every time we come here, you play second or third, you're upset and you're mad, you know. But, you know, if you take your moment backstage, take a big breath, like, all right, I got a lot of people here that supported me. I got a lot of people that supported me all along the way. I'm going to come out. I'm going to nod my head and say, yeah, you know, hey, it was, it was good competition. Because um, your attitude will really reflect how others, you know, what attitude others would take. Because let's face it, most of the people in the audience really don't know, you know, loved ones, they, they don't, they don't get it. They don't know what the criteria is. Like Nancy said, they're just focused on you. They don't see the other 11 people up there. Um, so that is probably my biggest pet peeve, mm-hmm. you know, the, the reaction to the judging. If, if we've all felt that way one time or another, but you're just going to turn people off from the sport. And, and right. if you have a better reaction to it, then you'll have more support from people, I think. So. Mm. That's a good point. Can I? I'll go that's off my that's my Kristen. fluffy. That's my fluffy. You, it's you versus <laughs> you. You're gonna be a better you. You know. I mean, I honestly believe that. You know. No, you, you I can't control who else shows up. <laughs> no, and even even if you're fr- one of the bad things just to see as a competitor backstage is people outwardly being very very loud about the unhappiness of their placement or their client's placement. I, there's been times where I've stepped off stage and I've gone, well, geez, I really worked hard for that. And I, I really wish I placed better. And no matter the thoughts of me or the thoughts of my trainers, we're not yelling and screaming and in, in, yeah. in making a scene no, and, of it. And on, um, right. On top of it, the, keep it the person that won, you know, your, right. uh, the, that behavior and that poor sportsmanship takes away from them. And for, for, you know, there's a lot of um, um, very passionate um, coaches and trainers as well, which I can appreciate, but there has been some negative poor sportsmanship the day of the show as well as after in social media, and and that's not mm-hmm. cool. And, and um, I think the same thing, the way that the coach reacts, I think your client right. will react it's not, too. It's not good, and that's no. not good for the client. That's not good no. for the client, for the coach no. to be mouthing off at the event or afterwards in social media. It's it's very unprofessional, and it it just it, it just puts a negative connotation to the sport. It's childish. <laughs> mhm. All right, Kristen, you're up. Anything? Any pet What's peeves? That? Anything? Any pet peeves? Anything you've seen well, that, was, that, that bothered was you? Pet, my, that was one of them. My pet. Yeah, that my my major pet peeve is is when I then when I read negativity about an event um, because that person and it's usually around the fact that that person competed in the event 
and didn't place the way they wanted to. So then they bash the Federation, they bash the judging system, they bash the events, um, they join another Fed, which is totally fine. But, you know, does, does that really need to be for. done? <laughs> no, they, they didn't find yeah. what they were looking for with us because they yeah. didn't get what they federation. wanted. And then yeah. they, and then, they, yeah, and then usually, um, from what I can see, unless, unless the, con- the contest is very small that they compete in after that, mm-hmm. you know, not as competitive, they're still going to get the same result someplace else. But it's just, yeah. you know, people read it and I, I'm, I'm, I'm very um, loyal to the WMBF and I, I, I feel personally offended when I read some of the negativity from people that really don't understand what they're talking about yeah, when and, they and, attack, and, attack the system. And like Kristen was saying, too, um, you know, you're attacking the judges. We're pretty much volunteers. <laughs> you know, like I can think of a thousand different things to do on my Saturday you know, from eight o'clock in the morning to nine o'clock at night. Right, and we, we do uh, it. Know, we do it because we love it, and almost everyone that is is yeah. doing it has has been there themselves, competing yeah. in it. So they totally understand what's going on and how hard people have worked to get there. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's really important to us when we're when we're. Uh, when we're looking at that line and, and we're ranking people within that line, for me, when I'm looking at that line, um, number six, seven, and eight is just important to me to get right as as the, mm-hmm. the top five. You know, I feel yeah. like that everyone deserves to be put in the in the correct spot, and um, and we we take our time. Uh, the WMBF judges and categories. And that's really, I think that that's the best way to judge because we're, we're taking our time and, and looking at the physique in different aspects. And, um, and then it's the numbers, you know, it's, it's a numbers game. They're added, they're tabulated, and we come up with a score. So I think that there's yeah. a lot of thought that's put into it. And, and part of you being there as a judge too is usually you're asked, and when you're asked, it's, you're a trusted person. Um, and when you put so much into an organization and when you love an organization so much, um, you want the best judges on that panel. So if you're being asked, that means you're, you're one of the best judges around. Um, so if, you know, if you, you love the sport so much, you want the best people on there. Hey, you know, you might be one of the best around. So, so that's kind of like, uh, um, how do you put it? It's kind of like just something inner, an you honor. Know, like, yeah, it's it's an honor, and it's something inside you saying, you know, yeah, you know, you have an obligation to help this show be the best it can be. So that's how I take it. Yeah, Melinda. One <laughs> so other thing that we didn't person, really touch up, know. we didn't really touch upon is the head judge role, and um, yeah. I had um, this year for my novice show. I usually try to train new people to get into that role because we'd like to change things up, not always have the same people as the head judge. And this year, both Kristen and Vic had the opportunity to do the call outs and be the head judge at the novice show. And we're going to continue working with them and, and, you know, help them so that they can gain some more experience. But both did a fantastic job 
um, which the head judge is a totally different role than the panel judges. We're, most of the stuff we've been talking about tonight is the panel judge's duties, not the head judge's. Mm-hmm. So, if there's anything that you guys want to add before we wrap up that would be quick tidbits that we didn't touch on, feel free. I know the head judge role would be a whole, probably a whole nother show at this point. Oh, it is. It's just, uh, but, you know, but they both did fantastic. And when you really have a good grasp on the whole judging and what the judges, the thought process of the judges and how the judges are going to be going through this, then you can step into the role as a head judge and do it effectively. And they both did fantastic. Thanks, man. <laughs> yep. But, um, is there anything no, the, else? I mean, the biggest things I hope that people take away from it is that the, the judges are as dedicated as the athletes. They're there to give their best. And not all of them are going to agree on placements, but they're going to give their best and give all they have to those people on stage to score them properly, to rank them properly, to watch what they're doing, to watch all the little things. And um, a lot of times the little things are what matters. Mm-hmm. Kristen Vick, anything? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, sometimes sometimes people come out, will have a line come out, and um, people are, are actually getting better as they go along on stage right before your eyes, and that's that's a really cool thing. And so you could have someone that you think um, maybe wasn't in the top three and then, and then suddenly they are as, as the line is moving. And so it's, it's really important to um, pay close attention. The judges are paying close attention to that. And, and we've seen outcomes before that we're like, Hey, wait a minute, what, what's going on here? And we start, we start seeing things as it evolves in the line, and that's that's very exciting to watch, mm-hmm. and very exciting for the person that wasn't near the the you know maybe at the beginning they were on the outer edges, and then suddenly now they're in the middle and they're they're part of the top three, and and that happens quite often. Yeah. 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 You know, the, the other thing that I think is exciting is yeah. when you have the fans the people that come to watch, the the families, you know, that are so proud of their yeah. loved one that's up there. And you, you you hear it. If you're judging, you hear all of it. Um, but it's great to see that kind of support for people that are getting into the sport because it is a demanding sport. And it, it takes – it's not just the person that's doing it. It's all the people around them that help them and are able to support them in their, in their journey to get on stage. Yeah. So it's it's a very cool thing to be part of, and we've seen some unbelievable stories walk across our stages and participate in our events. And um, you know, I I feel fortunate to be a small part in so many people getting involved in this sport. I love the sport. All of us love the sport. That's why we're doing it. So. Yeah, totally, totally. And that's uh, I mean, Nancy hit the nail on the head. You feel that um, excitement, you know, through the audience, um, and you get excited too. You get excited for them because you know the journey. You understand it. Um, I mean, my final final thought would be enjoy it. You know, it's a quick day. Uh, you can really meet a lot of great people. 
Um, you know, if, if you're spending time in back with a bad attitude because you're, you know, Mr. Competitive or Mrs. Competitive, you're going to miss out on the bigger picture. You're going to miss out on the experience, on the community. Um, you know, take the focus off a little bit and take the pressure off yourself and just be like, I did it. You know, I, I'm here. I look better than I was last year or whatever, or this is my first time. I can't believe I'm actually doing this. You know, soak it in. Like, it just just enjoy it, you know. Be, be passionate about it and about what you do and be proud. Yeah, I agree. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for coming on and taking the time to do this. I know as we've gone throughout the show, there's definitely things that I've learned, though I haven't competed in a while, um, whether it be with the WNBF or other organizations that I competed in. You don't always understand what the judging panel is is doing. And so the behind the scenes is definitely helpful for me and I hope helpful for other people as well because it's easy for us as competitors uh, that haven't judged to complain about mm. things I've done it myself I'll admit that um, but there's always a second side and in, in hearing like the passion that's coming from you guys is awesome tonight so thank you for coming on and taking the thank time thank you maybe we knew we were judging Melinda oh god I actually, yeah. would, I actually would really like to judge um I've just been so crazy focusing on so yeah. many other things, but it's definitely something that I've uh, been interested in doing. Uh, so yeah. maybe, maybe I will. I definitely yeah. Come on over step. to the other side. I Come know, on I over. We'd love to have you. It's tough because I love bikini so much and I'm just not there. I can't compete. I just, I'm too muscular now, but I didn't really like figure just because it wasn't as enjoyable for me. It's basically one of the reasons why I stopped and, so I'm kind of at that tough point where I don't really want to do figure and I love bikini, but I can't really be there based on the criteria. So maybe judging would be a good, a good option. Mm-hmm. For me. I don't yeah. know. I think the bikini all. has come a long way. And, and oh, I think I that uh, posing can do a lot for the, no, mu- yeah. it's easier to be too muscular in the category and yeah. pose differently than to, and sure. too lean and pose differently versus not muscular enough and not lean enough. Yeah, absolutely. If I ever came back, I'd I'd be doing bikini again because that was so much fun. (laughs) Yeah, you were awesome. One of the best. I love the bikini. I love the bikini. And then figure was just like, ah, I don't really like the posing here. And I never got lean enough and just a whole lot Mm. of other things. But I definitely had a lot of fun and and met some amazing people in the process that I still keep in contact with. So. Like like Vic said, that that's definitely the best part is meeting people yep. that you'll probably be friends with forever. Which is yeah, awesome. yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys again, and uh, maybe thank we'll you a show at another time because there's so much that we didn't cover. But I appreciate your all of your yeah. input tonight. Thanks. Yeah, totally. Right. Thanks for having us. It's an honor right. to be yep. out. Good night. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Good night, everyone.